The following is a special presentation brought to you exclusively on the Real Presence Radio Network. My mom was able to teach me at, at my pace, which was such a gift. It, it enabled us to have free time and, and to be creative. Being homeschooled really helped, I think, with having a sense of self. Welcome to our special broadcast of the Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference, coming to you live from the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota. Throughout the next four hours, we'll be visiting with conference speakers and vendors as we take a deeper look at the gift of homeschooling and engage in topics like how to begin this lifestyle, how we can grow in family formation, how homeschooling fosters creativity, and how to help homeschooled students both apply to college and avoid college debt. We have to tailor our children's education according to what's really important to our family and what each individual child needs. Today's broadcast is brought to you in part by Western Applicating Services, Homeschool Connections, Benedictine College, and Jacinta Splonskowski of Town & Country Realty. Good morning, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us today. As you met, as you heard in the promo, we are live at the University of St. Thomas. And we're from the coming to you live from the field house here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Steve Splonskowski here, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio, along with Father Randall Kazel. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Steve. Steve Splonskowski with Father Randall Kazel. And we're going to have some great interviews with you. Uh, we're going to be on live this morning. And you know what? We're going to be with you until 1 o'clock this afternoon. And so there's going to be a lot of great conversations that you're not going to want to miss. So stick close to your phone. You can listen to us online um, at yourcatholicradiostation.com. You can download the Real Presence Radio app. Wherever you're at, we're where you're at. And so we want to bring this conversation to you about great homeschooling. Your Catholic Radio Station, that's what we're here for. Our first guest this, uh, this morning is Kathy Beyer. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Great. So did you stay in town here, or did you? Or do you live in the area? I live in the area. I'm down in Bloomington, Minnesota. Okay. Uh, so that's about a 20-minute drive. 20-minute drive. And how was the drive this morning? Beautiful. Yeah, Saturday morning, beautiful morning. Yeah, we walked out this morning. It was a little, little mist, and there was some, some rain last night. It was pretty mm-hmm. rainy last night. Um, heavy rain came in, but that's, uh, that's good. Good spring rain. So, Kathy, tell us first a little about, now, You t- before we came um, on the air, you mentioned how you've been speaking here for 10 years at these conferences. Yeah, this is my 10th year giving the beginning homeschool talk, and uh, I have a deep passion for homeschooling, and so I'm really excited to be here every year to do this particular talk. I do other talks, too, um, but this this is the one that I usually come to do a- every and, year. And do you have some experience with homeschooling, Kathy? <laughs> I've been a home educator for 16 years, okay. and um, I have six kids. And we have homeschooled from the very beginning, and I have now two in college, and I, my youngest one is in the fifth grade. Awesome. So. What, do you, what do your children think of homeschooling? Have they made any comment, or what, what do they say to you about, about the experience? Well, they're very thankful, especially my two in college. Uh, they are both going to graduate this next year, and they were able to do PSEO mm. um, as juniors and seniors in high school, and it allowed them to reduce their college debt quite a bit. Um, so they went into college. One had 63 credit, college credits. The other had 60. Now, depending on what school do you go to, it depends on how many you'll actually take. Right. So one had to have a, little, have a l- few more uh, classes. But they're very thankful. And it's funny that their professors say, you were homeschooled, weren't you? Oh. And it's never in a negative connotation. It's always in, I can see that you're diligent, that you love to learn, and that you take this really seriously. 
Um, and so it's been great for them. And if you're not familiar with the word or the acronym PSEO, it actually is uh, classes that people in Minnesota mm -hmm. can take free of charge and they're, they're actually count towards college credit. Now, of course, we're coming to you live from across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota. I think North Dakota has some options for that. I'm not sure about South Dakota, but something to check into, folks, that is a way to save on college costs by taking some of these classes that are really give you college credit. Right. And Sherry Frame, um, actually, I, I learned a lot from her. She's a speaker here this, um, this weekend as well. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, and so my kids, now my younger kids are really excited to be able to do the same thing. My, high, my kids graduated from high school with an associate's degree. Okay. Um, so moving forward, they always have that, you know, along with their high school degree. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good, Kathy. Great to be with you here this morning. And one of the challenges we have in our culture is to help our young people understand to live a principled life and the first principle we have as being disciples of jesus is to share jesus with others as our lord gave the great mandate and we celebrate the ascension ascension thursday we have ascension on sunday here in minnesota uh, but our lord just before gave that mandate go out and make disciples of all the nations and so in a beautiful way uh, homeschooling can help do that and there are other methods of schooling that can help facilitate that but can you share how you have found being able to share that ideal of making disciples with your children has benefited your own faith, but also how you see that in your children. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the beautiful things about homeschooling is that we can actually go out and do service during the day as part of our schoolwork. So we may go and do Feed My Starving Children with other groups of homeschoolers. Uh, we might go to nursing homes in Carroll and share the good news with those people that are shut in and visit, you know, we're visiting um, the in the basically in the imprisoned. Um, we have the opportunity to really deeply study the faith. My kids really are on fire. Um, we, we pr you know, we're a, we're a family of, of prayers, and um, the kids take that with them. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing that my college kids actually call in every night to pray with us before bed. Wow, that's um, beautiful. So we, and so at two different campuses, we call in, we do a, a, a family uh, conference call, and we pray every night. Um, it, is, it means so much to them that they don't want to miss it. In fact, we'll often get a text at like 9.15. We're still praying at 9.30, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and they seldom miss. It's a really beautiful thing. And also on their campuses, um, they are going out and being disciples. As adults, it's such a beautiful thing to see. It, this is exactly what Jesus wants. Mm -hmm. uh, I commend you for that and thank you for your witness. But this is what our Lord wants. He wants families to welcome him and to for be formed in his love and in his will every single day. Well, I, I really want my kids to be open to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit calls them to do. We, we think charism discernment is a really big thing. Actually, teens need to do it because God gave them some beautiful gifts at their baptism through the Holy Spirit. And they need to go out and share those gifts with the world in whatever way they can. Yeah. So. And to know that they have them. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. We actually, just this last year, did the charism discernment with our whole staff at Real Presence Radio. And it was just an amazing thing to stop and say, you know, these, this is why you're so good at that out there. Mm -hmm. Because that's, it's, you're working in the kingdom. The Lord gave you that gift for the kingdom. It's not a talent. That's, that's the thing. Right. The difference is the, the harder you work at it doesn't necessarily make it better because the Lord is the one who provides. And I think that's a great way, to, great place to be. Well, and it's really interesting, too. Uh, I think sometimes our charisms where we may not necessarily like a job, but it is a charism because the Holy Spirit knows that he needs us to carry out this work. And even if it doesn't feel like we want to do it, he gave us the gifts to do it. And we're called to do what the Lord asks us to do. And we've talked with that. I mean, 
administrative is one of mine, and I, I sometimes don't like the administrative work of homeschooling even, you know, <laughs> but I know that it's, it's that charism he gave me to carry out those things that he's called me to do, and I really have my kids think about that. Um, they may not feel, I'm not really sure I believe that's my charism. Well, discern, pray about it, ask for some signs, and, and really see what happens with you when you, when you use that charism. So, folks, if you just joined us, we're coming to you live this morning from the University of St. Thomas Fieldhouse in St. Paul, Minnesota. We are at the Minnesota Catholic Homeschooling Education Convention, and uh, we're going to be coming to you live today. So if you tuned in to listen to Real Presence Live, well, guess what? This is Real Presence Live, um, just not an encore, as you'd normally hear on Saturday mornings. But we're going to be with you till 1 o'clock this afternoon, uh, bringing you conversations about Catholic home education. So we're visiting. Uh, this is Steve Smolenskowski here along with Father Randall Kazel. And uh, we're going to be with you for the next hour, and we're visiting with Kathy Beyer. She's one of the speakers at the conference here, and I believe you can still come in. You can still register at the door um, and still join the conference today. There's a lot of vendors here, a lot of great opportunities. My wife keeps coming back asking me for more money, so uh, there must be good stuff here that she's picking up. Um, so stop by here at the St. Thomas Fieldhouse um, and uh, join. Kathy, we've, we've just been talking a little bit, I think, I would say a little bit about the philosophy behind homeschooling. Why do we homeschool? Um, what, what is the goal? And you're seeing the fruits of that. So, so let's go to that conversation of what's, what are the first steps of homeschooling? That's what you're talking about today in your talk. What are the first steps? Well, I mean, you have to discern whether it's right for your family. I, I firmly believe God put our children in our family for a reason, and he gave us the specific children he gave us for a reason. It might be for our development, or we have gifts that we can share with those kids. But more importantly, I think he puts homeschooling in our heart as a, a really a vocation for us as mothers in particular to discern because not everyone's called to homeschooling. And so I think that if you feel that call to homeschool, you need to really pray about it and look at whether your lifestyle would be able to support it. But really, what are your, um, really, what are the reasons that you want to homeschool? I mean, are, what are your, your, um, what inclination do you have for it? You know, are you the kind of person that's very phlegmatic and you're going to not, you're going to let things slide? Um, or are you really the choleric, you're going to get things done? Are you the sanguine? Are you the person that's going to just go out and do all your social things? It, it really does require discipline on your part. So you have to really think about and discern whether or not you want to do it and why is God calling you to do it and why it would make sense for your family. I mean, number one priority for us is we wanted our children to have values, our values, good Catholic values. And we, we had some difficulties. My, my son actually needed several eye surgeries before he was three. Um, super smart, inquisitive kid that probably would have been put in special ed. Mm. And then my daughter actually almost died at 18 months uh, due to a pe severe peanut allergy. And way back when, um, they couldn't guarantee me a peanut-free table or a peanut-free classroom. Oh, sure. So we, it was one of those things where I, I was thinking about homeschooling, but God really put it in front of me and said, this is what you need to do. So every situation is different, and every person needs to look at why they're being called to homeschool Absolutely. Uh, and, and then pray about it. I think it's a great point, Kathy, because I think we as, as Catholics and as Christians, we sometimes guilt ourselves into looking at what other people are doing, and we say, oh, Kathy's such a great homeschooling mother. I should be a homeschooling mother too, but you have to pray about it. It is an individual decision with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, with your spouse, praying about is what is the Lord calling us to, because there are great options with Catholic schools. Yes, there, there are. There are great options with homeschooling. There are good options with public school. I'll say good. Um, in so in many, many of our public schools are good. Some have their, their struggles, but you have to pray about that. It's an individual decision. There's no right. There's no wrong, provided you're speaking the truth and teaching the truth. And so that's one thing I think my wife and I, we talk a lot about. It's like, 
we, we don't sit and compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. You have your conversation with the Lord and you choose what he wants you to do for your children. But number one, we go back to the philosophy. We have to give our children the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. We have to give them our Christian faith. We have to give them those Christian values. And how do we do that? And so this is a great option. Homeschooling. I was homeschooled myself, um, my whole family, 13 children. Um, and it was a great option for us. But not everybody can homeschool. Um, now, now, I have a question. It, so if a person has a phlegmatic personality mm-hmm. you know, versus a choleric personality, which is usually very structured, very organized, can they still homeschool? Or, or you know, what's, what do they need to Absolutely. Know? Well, you know, the, the beauty of phlegmatics is that if they have something they're passionate about, they're passionate about it like a choleric. Okay. And it's one of those things where you need to look at, is this something that I'm passionate about? Because that temperament can really play to you into the strength of being able to homeschool. And I, I also caution parents to think this is not just mom's job. So if maybe mom is a little more phlegmatic and dad um, recognizes that too, dad can be there to support, help hold mom and the kids accountable, not just mom, but hold the kids accountable and to make sure that she has the support that she needs. So it's not a done deal if you're a phlegmatic, you can't homeschool. I'm not saying that. It's just you have to recognize that your temperament might need you to be a little bit more disciplined. That's all. Um, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and, and the beauty of the phlegmatic is they're more easygoing, and that's actually better for our kids, right? Um, sometimes the choleric parent with the phlegmatic kid, it's like, you know, oil and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's important to know that about yourself, and also it helps to know that about your kids, too. Yes, Kathy, and beautiful witness again for what you're doing and the work our Lord is doing in your family. And as I was listening, I was thinking, what a beautiful gift you're giving to your children and a gift that you're having in a domestic church forming these hearts and minds to follow Jesus. But if you considered that your family and your work in your family and homeschooling and teaching our faith is also a gift to the wider church, a gift to the archdiocese, a gift for the church into the future. I'm wondering if you've contemplated that and you can perhaps even foresee uh, how your children may contribute to the life of the church and it will be that your work and your gift to them will, will be at the heart of that. Have you thought about that? I have. I prayed about it a lot. Um, I, I have one son who's mentioned that he, he'd like to consider the priesthood. Um, you know, and I said, I, I've actually learned, I just step away from that conversation and send him to a priest to talk <laughs> because I, it would be too easy for my influence to push him one way or the other, and I don't want to do that. Um, but we do talk about that, and I pray about that. My husband and I talk a lot about how we're worried about society. Um, as things change, that we want to make sure that our kids are going out there and they're solid in their faith and that they're willing to stand up for what's right. Um, I look at my college kids, for example, because they're the ones that are really out there. Um, They're a witness. Um, They're in pro-life groups. Uh, They're willing to stand up, you know, and face people that are not pro-life. They're willing, you know, my kids are in various prayer groups, uh, rosary groups, and they are living out their faith and I'm not there to tell them, go do that. And so I'm hoping that my successive kids are doing the same thing, that they go out and they live what call Christ is calling them to do, um, whatever their mission might be. I don't know what their mission is. That's, you know, really God's call, not mine. Yeah, you facilitated them to ask our Lord and to receive the gift. The greatest gift we've been given is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for you to facilitate them to be open to him and to receive him, and then he may live and through them, uh, it's, it's the greatest work to share Jesus and to encourage others to do so. What a beautiful reflection. So folks, if you just joined us, we're coming to you live, as I mentioned, from the University of St. Thomas. We're at the Minnesota Catholic 
Home Education Conference. And you can still come and join us. Lots of great speakers today. We're visiting right now with one of them, Kathy Beyer. Um, Kathy, talking about beginning homeschooling here and kind of the philosophy behind it. We've got a few minutes left in our conversation here. There might be some parents out there who are kind of hesitant um, in looking at homeschooling and some of the challenges. What are, what's some advice that you might give them? Well, first of all, I think if you, if you are truly called to it, I want you to not have analysis paralysis. I want you to dive in. Um, education looks different to everybody. Some people really need traditional school in a box. That's what works for their family. That's what works for the parents' teaching style. That's what works for the kids. And some people are very unschool-minded, where they're going to live out their faith, and they might then teach things through that lens of our Catholic faith. You know, so they are spending time doing service work, and they're working on uh, studying scripture or the catechism, but that then looking at everything with respect to that. So it's, there's a great, I mean, there's a wide, wide variety of different things people can do. So I recommend if people are called to it, start. Just start. Don't have analysis paralysis. Find something that is interesting to you and start with it. Um, I actually did a survey, I, so I'm not an expert. I figure I have lots of experts out in the world. My talk has 100 different families that I've surveyed, Catholic homeschooling families. And so I've asked them questions, and that's really the basis of my talk. It's not just what I say. It's what other homeschooling parents say based on their experience with their first year of homeschooling, what they wish they would have known. Um, and so that was one of the things. Just start. And a lot of people change curriculum. They change the way they do things, and that's okay. That's normal, actually. So not to be afraid to change. And did you find that God was waiting for you once you made that decision? He was there already ahead of you and helping you as the days went by with graces you didn't expect? Uh, well, for one thing, he put people in my life at times when, just when I needed them. Um, uh, I, I was working doing some, w some website work for the Couple to Couple League, and I happened to meet Pat, and Pat homeschooled her kids, and she happened to just mention to me, oh, how old are your kids? And I told her, what are you doing for school next year? And I said, well, I'm thinking about homeschooling. She became my mentor. She wow. was homeschooling her five kids. And then one of my former coworkers, his wife homeschooled their children, and he says, you really need to meet her. She became a mentor for me. So they just ended up at the right place at the yeah. right time. Yeah. yeah. We trust our Lord, and he's got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. We just Absolutely. make that step. We jump in. Yeah. It's a, it's a great opportunity, folks, and something to pray about. I was, as I mentioned before, I was homeschooled, and my, my wife was not. Um, and after we got married, um, we just, she decided she went. I was homeschooled through high school, but not through the elementary age. And so she started homeschooling our children at elementary age, and she absolutely loved it. Then we had a set of twins in the middle. I'm like, oh, my gosh, honey, do we need to send some kids? And she's like, I can't give it up. And so we were homeschooling all seven of our children. And, you know, one of the cool things about homeschooling is you can be creative. Great opportunity. Not everybody can live in the country, so I know we're, we're spoiled that way. But homeschooling gives that opportunity for everything to be a part of your education. Um, and so, folks, it's something to pray about, something to consider. Stay with us. There's more to come from our special broadcast of the Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference and Curriculum Fair on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is now on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, OK, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on Google Assistant devices. 
Greatness awaits at Benedictine College. You can see the success. New academic programs like architecture, engineering and nursing, new facilities like the Farrell Academic Center, the Asher Sports Complex, and a new STEM facility, the best of any small college in America. Add that to the many traditions, the thriving faith life, championship athletics, and a leading academic reputation, and it gives you one of the best Catholic colleges in America. Go online at benedictine.edu or come visit us at the Atchison campus. Benedictine College, where greatness begins. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. The best definition of secularism was given to me by one of my theology professors. He said, Secularism is where and when it is easier not to believe than to believe. Where and when it is easier not to live your faith than to live your faith. And I thought this definition was comparable to the reality of a desert. We live in a desert of secularism. And while you can't just add water to the desert and have the entire desert turn into a lush jungle of life overnight, you can create small places of abundant flourishing life. We call these oases. Likewise, while you can't change the entire world into a Catholic culture overnight, we can and must create oases within the desert of secularism. Oases where the abundant Catholic life can flourish. First and foremost is the home, the family. Secondarily, the parish. These must become oases where the fullness of the Catholic faith is proclaimed, celebrated, and lived. And I believe Real Presence Radio is also an oasis where we can retreat from the desert and be nourished with the truth, Jesus Christ himself. Hi, this is Jacinta Sponskowski with Town & Country Realty, available to assist with buying or selling in the Fargo, Moorhead, and surrounding areas. Right now, I have three peaceful two-plus acre country lots available for building in rural Harwood. I can be contacted at 701-388-3948 to find out more on these or other real estate questions. Let's pray together to St. Joseph to intercede for home buyers and sellers in all their spiritual and temporal needs. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more of our special broadcast, coming to you live from the Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference and Curriculum Fair in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, folks, coming to you live from the University of St. Thomas Fieldhouse here in St. Paul, Minnesota, from the Minnesota Catholic Home Education Convention. We visited last hour with Kathy Beyer, and she's talking about beginning homeschooling here. And she said she's spoken at the convention here for 10 years, talking with families about really starting homeschooling. And, Father, um, I think uh, we talked a little bit on the break here about maybe starting with a little prayer. We missed it at the top, uh, coming in a little bit. But let's, let's take a moment here. One of the things that is very important and one of the great blessings of homeschooling is that families can pray together um, and, and share that life of prayer and that life of faith. So let's take a moment to stop on our Saturday morning, and maybe some of you are just getting up. It's uh, 9.20, and I know our family sleeps in on Saturday morning, so a little morning prayer to gather as a family. So Father, if, uh, Father Kazel, if you'd like to lead us in a prayer. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We praise and thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for all that you've shared with us from your heart and the graces of the Holy Spirit from the Father and from you. We ask that the Holy Spirit may guide and direct us in all our decisions, especially families who are listening. We pray for families who are homeschooling. We pray for families who are praying about what they are meant to do regarding educating their children. We pray that all parents may take seriously uh, God our Father's desire that they share Jesus with their children. We pray that your blessing may come upon all men and women throughout the world to know and love 
Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and Mary, Mother of the children of God, we ask you to pray for us, and St. Joseph, the spouse of the Blessed Mother, foster father of Jesus, come to our aid. Amen. Amen. And the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for leading us in prayer, folks. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to pull out all the stops for this conversation. I mean, actually, we're going to pull out the Legos. The Legos. I mean, whoever thought that Legos and the Catholic faith would go together? Well, it's awesome. Like, our children love Legos, um, and we love the Catholic faith. And so we're going to talk about the world's smallest priest, Father. The world's smallest priest. So what's, who's the shortest priest you know, Father? Oh, boy. Uh, well, my, one of my classmates is pretty short. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to name him because it'll come back. You'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> He's not this small, though, right? We're going to visit this hour with Stephen Moss. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. How are you today? Doing well. So talk to us a little bit about the world's smallest priest. What, is, what does that mean? Well, the world's fa- smallest priest is uh, Father Leopold. Father Leopold is a mini figure, a Lego mini figure. He's named after St. Leopold Mondich, uh, a Capuchin saint, who was actually a minifigure himself, clocking in at four feet and maybe four and a half feet tall. Wow. So we've brought brought Father Leopold to Legoland. Uh, And actually, it's kind of exciting to be with you guys. Uh, Probably started about five years ago. Uh, My son, who happens to be named Leopold, after St. Leopold Mondich, though, they... The Lego set was not named after him. They're both named after the same saint. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was uh, getting ready to make his first communion. And, um, and we were thinking, like, what sort of gift do you give a boy? What would Leopold really like for his first communion? He'd like Lego. Uh, but, you know, the kind of New Age theme stuff didn't really seem like a good fit. You know, the Star Wars stormtroopers didn't quite seem to fit with the sacrament. Um, and so I got to think, and I said, why is there not a mass set in Legoland? You know, there's no church in Legoland. Uh, and that started a year-long quest that uh, resulted in what, as far as we know, is the first Catholic Lego set. Father Leopold celebrates mass, consists of uh, about 170 genuine Lego bricks set up in a mass set. And the kids get all the pieces, they get the full color instructions, and they go through and they build it. And then when they're done, they're ready to start playing Mass. Awesome. Stephen, this is a, amazing. I think this is a, the hand of God working at this. I see an inspiration here. And the, ma- the main idea is whoever captures the imagination of our children captures the children. The imagination is such a powerful gift from God. And the ability for you to, to capture that, and you brought up the contrast between, say, secular uh, toys or things that facilitate the imagination working, and I'm, I'm uh, fascinated with how you were able to infiltrate a faith idea. So how do you see this affecting the imagination of your son or your children as you have the Catholic ideal in the midst of this uh, play toys, really? Well, well, I think the reality is for kids, like they become what they play. And I have five kids of my own, and it's amazing how a real-life experience is transformed into play within about two minutes. You know, you go do something, you know, outside the house, and you get back in the house, and the kids are playing it, you know, as soon as you get home. And uh, for us, I mean, the the contrast was, you know, the faith is an important part of our family life and culture. And yet, then when it comes to the toys, like, like, it's totally absent. You know, we're going to Mass every Sunday. You know, we're trying to go to confession every month. But... When it comes to your Lego toy, like, 
where the priest like there's no priest like there's no there's no faith present at all and i think what happens is when you do that you know it kind of enables play that mimics life and faith is so much a part of our daily life it should be a part of our daily play and that was really the inspiration to move it over i don't know maybe you can speak to this father that um you know as we talk about vocations you know vocations start when you're a kid you know i mean imagine you know am i gonna am i called to be a priest well i mean being able to play mass you know as you're a kid can lay a foundation for a vocation later in life and so i think that's uh, part yeah, of it too that is absolutely the truth see the imagination is made to lead the soul into a deeper understanding of reality mm-hmm. and so right now we have many young people caught in fantasy which is not rooted in truth. It's not rooted in reality. And, and thus there's, an, there's a disconnect, an inability to make decisions that lead to real concrete life commitments in reality. And so this play of thinking, could I be a priest? Well, that's part of reality. That's part of the truth, right? Jesus Christ. So this, this uh, play, it, it's an amazing gift for young people who come in contact with it. I've seen uh, the product uh, and I, I would thought, way to go. <laughs> Very good. And, and I think the other nice thing is with Lego, is it's real i feel like play is under attack so much in the modern world it's you know play has just been turned into pacification with an electronic screen Mm -hmm. and i think it's amazing how you know lego has had such staying power because i think as you said it really captures the kids imagination that's why i feel like it's a it's a natural toy to bring the faith to because it's not pacification it's real play it's real stimulation of the imagination and the thing i love about it is for the kids it makes faith a part of everyday life and that once they have their mass set built their stormtroopers can come to mass thor can come to mass spider-man can come to mass because they have they have all these other figures and now you know they can bring them you know it's it's kind of like a precursor to evangelizing the culture when they're older it's like well i brought the stormtroopers to mass when i was eight and so now i'm gonna you know now that i'm 18 or 28 i can go out and reach out to those who are you know maybe a little farther afield yes and not believing and it, it also uh prompts me to want to mention that the importance of parents making decisions regarding what they let their children play with because there are things there are play options uh, that affect the imagination in the wrong direction it leads to conclusions where a child can spend more time considering what actually is not real or not part of reality or even worse ideas because it's in uh hidden in the toys or it's uh, implied in whatever they're playing with no, I think right, a parent really has to be intentional, especially in the modern era, because there are so many play options out there that, you know, explicitly or even subtly can start to lead a child down the wrong path. Yeah, to steal a phrase from a popular philo- philosophical book, play is the basis of culture. And you talk about play is actually education, in a sense, is considered play versus work. But our, our country, we're so focused on labor, our con- current society of, of really accomplishing things that we forget that this basis of culture is play slash education and it's it 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 really forms the person and as parents we you know giving our children the opportunity to play with meaning to play with 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 there's learning in that i and i know the you know studies science will show even as young children there are certain things that young children their brain develops because they're doing certain activities um and so it's very scientific uh, that children need to play 
And so I think uh, so often we're, we're quickly um, getting our, our families and our children into these uh, very busy schedules as though they have jobs. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, it's play, but it's not treated like play anymore. Even sports becomes a job for children. Um, and, and, le- and less than, you know, it's not the play anymore. It's not the relationships that they're building. Well, and so. I think to bring it back to, you know, part of the reason why we homeschool is that it frees up so much time for the children to just play. I mean, when you think of how much time in school is spent waiting, waiting in line, waiting for this to be explained, waiting for that, like your, your whole day is gone. And you're not doing much play in school. And that's why for us with homeschooling, it frees up that time for that play. And I think, you know, as you said, it seems that in the modern era, you know, there's no time for play anymore. There's no value for play. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, kids need to be able to get outside and experience the real world. They need to climb trees. They need to catch bugs. They need to, you know, they need to have unstructured play as opposed to, like you said, the situation we often face where, you know, it's play is scheduled, you know, it's carefully carefully managed you know we have we have play dates where the people we play with are carefully vetted in advance (laughs) (laughs) yeah as i like to say you know slides don't slide and jungle gyms don't jungle anymore you know it's all about safety and security and safety and security of our children is important but they also need to experience reality which can be a little rough at times you know you might get a skin knee and that's okay yep yep Folks, if you just joined us, we're coming to you live from the Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference here in St. Paul, Minnesota at the University of St. Thomas, and we're visiting with Stephen Moss. We're talking about Legos and play. Um, have, you, have you ever seen a Lego priest, folks? Well, guess what? If you come to the conference here and stop by the Domestic Church Supply Company table, you will see one, not only the world's smallest priest, Father Leopold, but also some other faith um, items that are connected with our faith using play to teach children the faith um, to really solidify and reinforce that, you know, it's holistic. <laughs> Catholicism is holistic. That's it. Is. Holistic is a positive word. Catholic, Catholicism is green. It's holistic. It's uh, free range, whatever it is. You know, all those, okay. those, those key phrases out there. That's what the, call it, the church is, right, Father? It is. Uh, well, human life in all its broad ways is a gift from God. And all the possibilities that we have to live in relationship with God and express in so many different ways. I think of St. Therese talking about uh, all the flowers in the field are needed. The little ones, the great ones, they all go together to make the beauty of the field. Uh, and I think of Mother Teresa who said, what, every child is a gift from God. Every child is necessary, willed by God. And the formation of children, uh, those all children are being a gift. Their formation then is meant to become a gift in the future for the generation that we're raising. And whatever we can do to help them to know and love Jesus, uh, that will be the gift back. And Stephen, I'm wondering, are you thinking about any other possibilities with Legos or maybe any other toys? I, I don't want you to ask to give away any secrets. If well, you, but uh, if you have any other ideas, though. You know, Father Leopold is probably the most popular, but we have an Advent wreath that just came out uh, this past November. A uh, nice thing about that is the kids can have an Advent wreath and the parents don't have to worry about matches. Mm. So, That's uh, good. Because yeah. <laughs> <And laughs> plastic melts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, of course, the, the other thing uh, we just launched uh, about a month ago, Father John Hears Confessions, a Lego confessional. <laughs> you can go face-to-face or behind the screen 
uh, named after St. John Marie Vianney, who mm. spent most of his life in the confessional here in Confessions. That's always one of the other things we try to do with these sets is that it's fun, but it also has a catechetical dimension that it's named after someone for a reason that when you go through the instruction book, there's the little explanation of who St. John Vianney was. And so you can really get to know him a little better and, you know, participate and play with him. So I want to go back to your first story, Stephen. You talked about how what really inspired this was your son and his, his first communion. Yeah. Um, and you didn't really have a gift to give him that was connected to the faith. Did you, did you create the first Lego set at that time, or was that the inspiration? What did you give your son for his first communion? No, it, it was about a year-long <laughs> development process. Okay. So he had, uh, he had been uh, making communions for a year before we got this together. But okay. one exciting thing for us is we launched this product four years ago this weekend. It was actually at this conference mm. when we first introduced Father Leopold to the world, and so we're excited that uh, four years later we've ordained over 12,000 Lego priests. And Wow. Uh, I'm pleased to say You're that... You're kind of like a Lego bishop or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, people speak of a vocation crisis, but we ordain more priests every year than all the dioceses in the United States combined. <laughs> So every priest is going to need a Lego associate, I think. That's right. right. Well, that's <laughs> like a further development. Who's going to be Father Leopold's associate? Well, you know, and we, we, we'd like to we'd like to get some, you know, deacons going. You know, we'd really like to get. You know, we've been doing a lot with the priests. We'd like to get some women in the church as well. The Blessed Mother, of course, is a natural next product that we're looking at some options there, and also some of the great saints of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can well. imagine some processions. Oh, oh yeah. that would be that would be beautiful. Have a Eucharistic procession Lego set. That oh, would yeah. be awesome. Absolutely. Well, folks, we've been visiting with Stephen Moss here about the Legos Domestic Church Supply Company. Do you have a website too? Yeah, we're on the web at domesticchurchsupply.com. Domesticchurchsupply.com. Folks, check it out and uh, look at the Legos. We're going to put the Legos away here for a little bit, and we're going to turn to something a little more digital, Father. When it comes to homeschooling, uh, you know, everybody, it's the computer age, and so computers are very useful for our home education um, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the tools that you can use your computer for in homeschooling on the other side of this break so don't go anywhere we're coming to you live from the minnesota catholic home education conference here at the university of st thomas steve Sponskowski here along with father kazel we are your hosts don't go anywhere we'll be right back on the other side of this break conference and curriculum fair in st paul minnesota only on the real presence radio network we'll be back after this short break The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Real Presence Radio is now on Amazon devices. To listen to your station, just ask Alexa to enable the Real Presence Radio skill and let her know which station you'd like to listen to, by major city, like Sioux Falls, Fargo, or Rochester, or by signal, like FM 104.1 or FM 89.9. You can also visit the Alexa Skills Marketplace and search for Real Presence Radio. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on your Amazon devices. 
you like your homeschool needs a change of pace? Would you like the comfort of knowing that your teen is learning from faithful, expert instructors? For learning with a faith-based focus, HomeschoolConnection.com's online courses just might be the solution you've been looking for. HomeschoolConnections.com offers live, interactive, real-time online courses where you get unlimited access to over 400 recorded courses in math, writing, science, literature, and more. For more information, you can go online to HomeschoolConnections.com and your teen can receive instruction taught in the Catholic tradition. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. If you have pastures, you probably have the rodents to go along with them. But before you stress over this nuisance, there's help. Western Applicating Services is a licensed and insured family-owned company specializing in prairie dog bait application and sales. They sell Verminator gopher machines and can put products for prairie dog and gopher control and will deliver right to your door. For more information, you can call 605-390-3200 or visit westernapplicating.com. Western Applicating Services, improving pastures through efficient rodent control. You're listening to a special broadcast of today's Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference and Curriculum Fair in St. Paul, Minnesota. Now, back to the show. Hey folks, Steve Splonskowski here along with Father Kazel. We are your hosts for this live section of the conference here, Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, and today's broadcast is brought to you on Real Presence Radio um, in part by Western Applicating Services, selling Kaput products for Prairie Dog and Gopher Control. They can be contacted at 605-390-3200 or online at westernapplicating.com. So check them out uh, if you get a chance today. Coming to you live again here at the conference, and we're going to visit now with the last couple hours we first visited with about really getting started with homeschooling with Kathy Beyer. We just uh, met the shortest priest. Um, he's a Lego priest with uh, with uh, the uh, previous, oh, where's my... Stephen Moss. Thank you, Stephen Moss um, with Domestic Church. Um, and now we're going to visit with Walter Crawford from Homeschool Connections. Walter, how are you this morning? I'm well. Thank you for having me on the show. Good morning, Walter. Great to have you here, Thanks too. Thanks for being with us. So my children actually took biology, algebra, geometry, and Catholic Catholicism through uh, Homeschool Connections this year. Um, they loved it. Great, great experience for them, and uh, so we were very excited to uh, to talk with you about that. Talk to us a little bit about um, this homeschooling connections and how you got started. So homeschool connections, uh, well, a little bit about us, I guess, to start off with. Uh, we offer live online classes and recorded classes, um, and we and, and, and they're, they're taught in the Catholic tradition. That's the essence of what we do. So everything we do is within the kind of the. I like to look look at them as guardrails. So the church, uh, we stay within those guardrails in the church's teaching, whether it be in biology, math, what have you. And the typical event, the typical class will start off with prayer and weed its way into the actual course itself, whatever that happens to be. Uh, But we started 11 years ago, and uh, we started off actually offering online conferences. That was the intent. It was intended to uh, be a supplement to the real in-person conferences. You know, the very nature of homeschooling requires us to be at 
home, right? Yes. <laughs> so uh, that makes it very difficult in some cases to actually get to those conferences. So naturally, we thought, well, by extension, let's see if we can use technology to offer that opportunity to folks that are not able to get to those sessions. So in this, in the event like, like Haley Stewart as a keynote here, we would have Haley Stewart on as an example, as a keynote for the online conference. And so that's how we started. And, um, and oddly enough, and it was a confluence of events. I don't need to get into all the particulars. It would take me uh, two shows to get through that. But um, uh, one of my speakers, uh, her name is Maureen Whitman, also very well known um, in the Catholic homeschooling community because she's an author and whatnot. Um, she uh, and I started working together, and uh, it turned into an opportunity by, by input that we were getting from parents. Hey, I love the conferences, but can you, have, uh, can you use this technology to help teach my children? And that's how it kind of all started. 11 years ago, we started off with one class. Now we're offering over 200 live classes for the upcoming school year. Wow. And then we have recorded classes that are archived versions of those same live classes. And people can take those in a self-paced way. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. And uh, I think that one of the things that's so um, so wonderful about it, and I, I don't want to skip ahead of our talking points here, but it's always worth pointing out that, you know, the teachers that we put in front of the students are just really really solid i mean you have people like tim staples who's uh many of you who are listening to this radio program might, might be familiar with him of catholic, catholic answers, answers yep. and trent horn the same uh, of the same ilk uh dale alquist who's homegrown here in minneapolis right uh mm-hmm. he's the president of the chesterton society so we have some wonderful guys and 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 and, and that are just teaching for us and being able to give the best possible education to the students that are that are at home it's a great opportunity with technology these days. And often, often we look at technology as kind of this evil thing, and it is used for evil, unfortunately. But we have the opportunity, and the church really challenges us to use technology for these great things, these great education. So I love seeing technology being used for mm-hmm. good. I mean, obviously, these, these gifts that the Lord gives us, that's what they are for. Yeah, yeah Walter, your, your work is inspiring. I'm, it's amazing how you're transforming technology and also opportunities together. And sometimes I hear with the many great, families they want to expand the families that i know who homeschool and and otherwise they want to share the faith with their children to have more opportunities and creative ways to do that so how have you found that uh, your work with uh, homeschool connections has given these opportunities that what kind of fruit have you seen from families who've benefited from your work that's a great question um well there are a couple of uh, examples come to mind um there was one instance where gary mashuda who's also a very well-known apologist as a matter of fact he's written several books um, was teaching a, a class, and one thing I love about Gary, uh, he um, he he talks about uh, for each of his classes, he introduces the kids to the inter, uh, introduces them to the breakfast of champions for apologists, and for him, it's the diet coke and blueberry pop tarts, and so the, he has his own emoji, you might say, that he creates in the class, but that kind of gets the kids thinking. But to your to your question in particular, he um, he pretty much opens and makes himself available. Uh, 24/7 for any uh, for any student of his that needs additional support outside wow. of class, and um, one of the things that uh, this student in particular, the story comes to mind. He, uh, one of the students, was sharing with us that, or with him in particular, that uh, they were having some difficult time with the dad. The dad uh, was anti-Catholic, um, and the mom was kind of at a loss, but the daughter was taking these classes from Gary and. His approach is always to ask questions, right? Ask questions to get them to think about why they stand in a certain position that they might have in opposition to the church in this example. 
And um, uh, through, those, through that dialogue, uh, it began to transform the family. The dad began to take, his, take the edge off and began to listen to their point of view about why they love the church. And that was probably uh, the most, at the time, it was the most impressive example I could think of. Um, and that was wonderful. Was, and, and we, you know, we hear stories of that all the time, you know, things like that. But that was one that kind of, kind of stands out um, on, a, on, a, on a more on a kind of more uh, funnier note, if you will. I, I had a student here today, as, or yesterday, as a matter of fact, walk up to me and ask for my autograph. <laughs> but more to the point, uh, <laughs> Philip Campbell, uh, <laughs> who's one of our teachers, and he's excellent. Um, he also has his own little following on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, his brother... Uh, requested his autograph. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just kind of one of those things that happens. And you, you, I, look, I don't see myself as any kind of uh, anything more than just a guy that started a, an opportunity, you might say an apostolate, uh, wow. to reach out to folks. But it's, it's, it's things like that that I think um, uh, kind of resonate in my memory and, and the impact that we're trying to have. Uh, we've always talked about this, the Holy Spirit as our CEO. Mm. Yes, and, and, and since inception, um, again, these things that happened, uh, that have happened all along the way in the last eleven years, kind of speak to that. So, yeah. Walter, your work, your work is right in the heart of our Lord. And my observation, uh, as I listen to you, is that you're doing the work of evangelization because to keep it very simple, evangelization is sharing Jesus with others. Mm-hmm. And so, if your work brings people into contact with our Lord, who is the truth, who is love. And all of a sudden, they're free to share that with others, such as the example of the family with some conversion and how the family begins to talk about God in their own home. That's the evangelization we need. And so what great work that you're on that front line of evangelizing in homes and a way to get into the home uh, in a good way with love and truth uh, that is our Lord. So that's beautiful work. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a real treat. I mean, in so many ways, I... Uh, we, um, as a family, my own family, have benefited from it in, their, in its own way. Um, I think that uh, we hear uh, those stories in small corners, and we don't ever get a chance to hear all of them. Uh, that's what—that's kind of the disappointing part of it all, because uh, we want to hear more. Uh, but, we, but yeah, we're very blessed to have this initiative, organization, whatever you want to call it, uh, as part of our lives, and we try to make the biggest impact we can. And you know, I think. One of the things that we, we want to make sure of and ultimately is, is kind of our goal, apart from leading everyone to Christ, is uh, making homeschooling affordable. You know, uh, it, can get, it can get kind of expensive. And yes. um, our intent is to keep that cost low. And the reason for that simply is, look, you're, you're on single-income families, right? So most of the time. Um, and so uh, it's, it's difficult enough just to be able to do the homeschooling part, let alone afford it sometimes. And so... Um, and, and that keeps people wanting to homeschool, at least in part. There are other challenges that go with it, <laughs> as we all know. Well, that's right, because many parents look at the possibility of homeschooling and their main question, how can I do that? Yeah. And when they can start checking off boxes, well, can I afford it? Um, do I have the ability to do it? All of a sudden, you can, they can afford it through something such as this, homeschool connections. Can, it doesn't, the education does not all on them. And all of a sudden, they see we have these great people uh, who've provided classes and they teach these things that I could not teach or I would not feel comfortable or uh, they would simply do it better perhaps in some theological ways or technical ways. Well, what a great opportunity to persuade people but also help people understand it's a possible. Mm-hmm. All these things are possible with God. It's really about God's work teaching our young people 
you know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's uh, so we're visiting folks right now with Walter Crawford from Homeschool Connections, and uh, we're at the Catholic our Minnesota Catholic Home Education Conference here in St. Paul. You can still stop by. Great speakers today, and we're in the conference hall in the field house, so stop by and check out many of the great uh, companies that are here, the organizations that are helping us homeschool better. And talking about homeschooling better, I, for myself, with my own children, you know, you homeschool, and so when you, when you homeschool, you, you feel like you're teaching your children everything. And once in a while, it's nice to have somebody else teach my children something. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of that sense of, well, when dad says it, it might be true. But when somebody else says it, the same thing, then it is really true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steve, and, I get asked that a lot. I say, Father, we were trying to teach our kid this. Can you just re-speak or re-say what I'm teaching? I said, sure, I will. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and I even, I still remember the, the, an instance where my children came and they had, they had a class with Trent Horn. And they said, Dad, what's the feast day of Adam and Eve? I'm like, uh, I don't know about that and and they said Trent Horm told us there's a feast day and we looked it up on it and absolutely there <laughs> is <laughs> because they're considered you know they're not named saints by the church specifically but they are considered that they are in heaven which I thought wow what an amazing uh, that that to me just opened up a door to the Catholic faith saying even though they were our first parents were like get, thanks a lot folks you know Adam and Eve thanks a lot for that although it is the great fall as as yes. uh, Saint Augustine reminds us but um, you know even they had that redemption and so what a great opportunity to, for my children to even evangelize me teach me catechize me I guess would be in that sense um, to know more and so what a great opportunity uh, for them so thank you for providing that and uh yeah i I, and I say thank you to all of our our wonderful teachers you know i don't get it i probably don't say it often enough because uh, they they received the invitation yeah. and uh, accepted it and, and and now we now we've run with it so uh it's been a wonderful experience i mean uh we're very surprised at how um uh i guess how how receptive they have been you might say because i mean look tim staples trent horn these guys are very bit very busy with their schedules uh you know and and to have them as part of this effort is pretty amazing so, so, so walter if we have any listeners out there who are thinking i'd like to learn more about homeschool connections what what would they do how can they go about learning more about what you're offering yeah first off come to the conference <laughs> there you go all right come here uh I'll, I'll be here for the rest of the day but um uh if you can't make it to the conference uh visit us at homeschoolconnections.com or uh, we have a Facebook page, too, a very active Facebook page. Uh, in fact, we have a closed group for just parents. Um, and that's a really great resource because you have 1,300 parents that are just sitting there just posing questions, bouncing ideas off one another. That has been uh, a wonderful uh, community that's developed all across the United States, all across North America, and in some cases, the world. Yeah, Very good. And, and also... Uh, Something I didn't realize, I don't, maybe I knew this and I forgot it, but I see in my notes here that they actually earn college credit with these courses. So you're probably thinking of uh, our relationship with Franciscan University. Okay. Uh, they reached out to us uh, a few years ago, as a matter of fact, uh, to uh, be, uh, I'd say, a conduit to attract homeschoolers to their newly launched a dual, en- dual enrollment program. And that was that was really neat too because I mean here we are we're just homeschool connections they're a Franciscan University right mm-hmm. and very well known preeminent uh, Catholic college in North America and they contacted us to uh, to help them with uh, their their promotion of their dual enrollment courses and uh, by way of us by that relationship um, they get uh, homeschool connections uh, let's call them patrons moms dads students what have you would get a discount to those courses. So they get a flavor of what it means to take classes um, at a college. Mm-hmm. 
and also uh, while staying at home. And the benefit of all that is, is it simply keeps, again, kind of going back to the notion of affordability, they get co- college credit while staying at home. It cuts down on costs mm-hmm. as they begin to enter the collegiate years. So, uh, yeah, that's been a very wonderful relationship. We've been very pleased with how that's unfolded. And, and frankly, it's just the beginning. Even while it's, it's um, w- w- we've just entered into conversations with them on how we can um, work more closely together as uh, as a university and as an organization to help promote homeschooling and really uh, to reach out to folks that are interested in homeschooling and, and maybe even ultimately at Franciscan. But uh, again, uh, Franciscan's approach and our approach has always been whatever works for the greater glory of God by way of homeschooling. Oh, you know? praise God. Yeah, so uh, it. it's, yeah, it's been really great. And I expect that those things are going to continue to, you're going to see more fruit from that as we go forward. Yeah. So uh, do you have uh, coming up uh, any teasers for the upcoming fall, some uh, ad, uh, convers- or, uh, the uh, classes that you're adding, some, some new uh, teachers that you're, what are you working on for uh, yeah. the fall of 2019? Great, great question. Uh, we do. We always have something new, it seems. So there are really three things. One is more most immediate. Uh, Tony Eslin, some may know the name. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, he, um, he's a wonderful teacher. Uh, he just moved on to Northeast Catholic College. He's going to be teaching a class on uh, the Tale of Two Cities and the Great Expectations this summer. Uh, it starts in a couple weeks. Can adults take these? <laughs> that, that's, that's a common question we get. Uh, I always wanted to use that as our tagline. Uh, course is so good your parents want to take them. That's or, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, uh, but we, in the, other, uh, the other thing we're doing, we're, all, we're offering a, for the first time, we're offering an elementary ed program for third through sixth grade. And this is not exclusively online in the sense that all the teaching's done it's 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 a, it's a cooperation with our designer course course lead if you will teacher um and uh and and the parent uh they work alongside one another to help educate the kids so there's some guidance some structure there and lastly um we're we're going to be doing a podcast we're starting a podcast in august so awesome we're very excited we're our, one of our guests is going to be father leo i can't pronounce his last name <laughs> that's him okay uh and uh he'll be he'll be doing a awesome. we're, we're looking forward to having him as part of that uh that venture but that's that's something that we'll be launching here pretty soon so folks you can check out more information on that homeschoolingconnections.com homeschoolconnections.com homeschoolconnections.com check out more information on that uh walter thank you for being with us this hour thank you walter yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's been, been a pleasure. Folks, we're gonna, I'm going to step away from the microphone for this next conversation, but Father Kazel is going to stay here with Michael Goldsmith. And we're going to be coming up on the next hour. We're going to go a little deeper into vocations and forming our families in the faith and how that all ties together with homeschooling. So don't go anywhere. We're right here live from the Minnesota Catholic Homeschooling Education Conference here in St. Paul. On the other side of the break, more homeschooling conversations at the Minnesota Catholic Homeschooling Education Conference. <laughs>